We're not trying to be Tel Aviv. We're not trying to be Silicon Valley. Every city needs to identify what makes them unique and take that and, and use that as their leverage. Because you can't keep on comparing yourself to other cities. It's good to have competition. It's good to have what you aspire to. But the real secret, I think, is understanding what your strengths are and taking them to the next level and understanding how you can brand your city and grow your city around those, what we call today, sectors of excellence. Welcome to The Connectors, a podcast about the people who are building and managing innovative ecosystems worldwide. The exponential growth and demand for innovation from all kinds of players in the global tech world has created new and diverse versions of ecosystems. On the podcast, we will interview different ecosystem managers to learn about their work, find out how they measure their impact, and their ways to generate value for the different stakeholders they work with. We'll explore how they maximize collaborations and hear about their challenges through stories from their day-to-day life, and of course, some insights toward the future. My name is Inbal Perlman, I'm the VP Business Development at Tau Ventures, and with me is Nitsan Gal, CEO and co-founder of Click. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. How are you? Both of the Inbals that I have here today with me. Doing well. Good morning, ladies. Such a pleasure to be here with you today. So Inbal, who is joining us from Jerusalem, is the Jerusalem Ecosystem Manager at Startup Nation Central. Inbal, it's great to have another Inbal on the room, but also just finally getting this episode off the ground. We've been waiting for this for a while. Um, how are you doing these days? You know, I, I'm doing fairly well, I think, considering uh, the circumstances outside. Like everyone, we've been working from home now for quite a few months. I have like a whole home office setting with my table from the office, a second screen, a mouse, a chair. So fairly, I'm fairly doing well. Thank you very much for asking. Cool. Let's dive in a little bit. For people who don't know you, we'd love to hear about yourself. Give us a little background about where you come from, what you're up to these days. Um, amazing. So actually, I come from Jerusalem originally, uh, born and raised here. Uh, did not spend all of my days in this ecosystem. Um, I did my bachelor's degrees in Tel Aviv University in psychology and social justice and internet and communities, which were quite pioneering subjects at the time. Uh, but I really liked those subjects and that's what drew me to Tel Aviv. After spending three, four years in Tel Aviv, I realized I really missed Jerusalem. I felt like I was living in an echo box in a way that everybody was like similar to me. I really missed the diversity that Jerusalem has to offer. So I finished my degree. I moved back to my parents for a few months and then fell in love back with the city. Um, and when I left it, I actually, I was very eager to leave because Jerusalem in 2005-2006 was really not doing great. Lukliansky was the mayor. The city was not flourishing economically or culturally. And when I came back, I found this nonprofit called New Spirit, which really worked to grow the city and be a home for young people. So I started working with that nonprofit, building communities there, and getting more and more involved in the Jerusalem ecosystem from a more social impact world. And that's what, you know, kind of made me stay in the city and fall in love with it again. And now you're at Startup Nation Central. 
I'd love for you to give like a short introduction of what this organization is in general. And then, of course, what are you doing in the organization? Incredible. Yes. So so a little bit about how I got here, because I said I started in the social impact world and actually moved into the for-profit, even though Startup Nation is still a nonprofit, but it's I say it's a nonprofit that works in a for-profit way because we're very much like about the business and the economic impact that we have in Israel. And we will talk a lot about that soon. Great. So that's exactly what I'm here to talk about. So while I was doing my master's in organizational consulting, I was studying and all the examples in the classes were about for-profit. And I realized all of my experience was a nonprofit. And I've never worked for a company that revenue was one of their goals. So I decided to pivot a little bit. And instead of continuing in this social impact, social justice path that I was on to move into the world of startups and innovation, and I decided to focus on what I like to call social businesses or double bottom line uh, initiatives. So I started working for a startup that just started. I was one of the founders. Um, unfortunately, it didn't succeed. We did it for about eight months. Um, we realized our model wasn't viable. The idea we had already happened somewhere else and didn't succeed. And that ended up closing. And following that, I joined another startup called Stellar Nova, which does STEM education to encourage girls from a young age to go into STEM education subjects. Because what, what it showed, you know, the theory is that then they pursue kind of higher education in the field. So I worked at Stellar Nova as kind of, I was the third hire uh, besides the co-founders and I was doing marketing operations and sales. So kind of everything in the startup world, which I really enjoyed doing. And from Stellar Nova, I, uh, I got approached by Startup Nation Central uh, when the person that was doing my position was leaving. And she said, I think you'll be a really good fit for this position, you should apply. And my first reaction was like, I'm really happy where I am. But when I read the job description, I was like, oh my God, this is my dream job. And I cannot not pursue this opportunity. So back to like what I do today in Startup Nation Central. So I manage the Jerusalem ecosystem at Startup Nation. And what we do, we're a nonprofit, non-biased organization that aims to create bridges between Israeli innovation and the world. So we believe that many of the solutions for big global challenges are developed here in Israel. And we want to connect those solutions to the multinationals, to the governments, to the big organizations globally that are looking for those solutions. And we want them to see Israel as a source for solutions. So in normal days, it means we host probably, I would say 50 to 80 engagements a year, physical people that are coming to Israel to explore the ecosystem. We do a long process with them to help them identify what their core challenges are and what are their needs. Um, as I said, we're non-biased, so we don't get any money from the government. We also don't charge for this service. And that really allows us to be very picky about who we work with. So we, we tend to work only with Fortune 500 companies and with companies that don't have a representation here in Israel, because that really allows us to bring new people into the Israeli ecosystem versus enhancing the people that already are, are active in this ecosystem. 
Okay, so tell us a little bit more about the role today and what are you doing as the Jerusalem Ecosystem Manager at Startup Nation Central? So before Startup Nation Central, as I said, Startup Nation Central is based in Tel Aviv. Our headquarters is there, and so is most of the Israeli innovation ecosystem. But we've identified that there are pockets of innovation all over Israel. And in 2017, we did a really extensive research before we entered officially to work in Jerusalem to understand what was the opportunity in Jerusalem, what were the ecosystem characteristics, who were the players, and what we could really add to this game. That research really drove our work plan for the first two years. And we actually conducted a similar research now to kind of recalculate our path and understand what we want to do, what we want to do forward. Can you help us understand by like sharing some of the insights or the learnings from this uh, research? Like what made you say, okay, Jerusalem is interesting. Let's go. Let's do it here. So we're in Jerusalem for two major reasons. First of all, Jerusalem is, is the capital of Israel. Um, it's actually not the poorest city in Israel. It used to be, but um, Leol Shilad from the Jerusalem Institute for Policy Research just published a really interesting post about Jerusalem actually not being the poorest city in Israel anymore, which is a good improvement. It used to be. But Jerusalem does suffer from a lot of uh, economic gaps. And if you look at the city's diversity, we're looking at about a quarter of the city being ultra-Orthodox, which has very specific characteristics in terms of, of the job market and the participation in the job market, especially. And about 35% of the city is Arab, which also has similar characteristics to the ultra-Orthodox community, surprisingly, around those exact subjects. So Jerusalem is not a city where, you know, you see economic prosperity everywhere. And when we realize that, we realize that Jerusalem can actually be a great beta site for us, a test bed for SNC's projects around all these theories of change that we believe can actually move the needle in the innovation ecosystem. Again, that's always the glasses that we wear is how can we impact that innovative ecosystem and create meaningful economic impact for the state of Israel. So we've identified all kinds of different things, but in order to, to really tell the story of the Jerusalem ecosystem, I need to go back to 2012, where Jerusalem was really not a flourishing ecosystem, but a really kind of starting, starting ecosystem of tech. Uh, there were only 200 startups in the city, not even. Um, less than 10 VCs, around six or seven VCs that were active. And I think the best thing is actually to tell the story. Ben Wiener, who is uh, the managing director and founder of Jump Speed today, it's a VC uh, for early investment here in Jerusalem, likes to tell a story that in 2012, he was an entrepreneur, he had an idea, and he got an invitation for this pitch night at a bar. And he was so excited, you know, he got dressed, he went to the event, he meets like probably, I don't know, 20 people in the event. And one after the other, they go on the stage and they start pitching. And at some point, Ben looks to someone else in the room and says, hey, so who are the investors at this event? And that other person looks at him and laughs and he says, dude, there's no investor here, it's just us. 
<laughs> and that was kind of the spirit of the time. Not too much investment, some young people with really great ideas, but not a lot of advancement. Now, at the same time, a few things happened. So Siftech, which is the first startup accelerator in the city, opened in Hebrew University, out of Hebrew University, uh, by Stav Erez and Ibarziv, who opened it. And it was first for students, but it was really the first startup accelerator in the city. At the same time, a nonprofit started called Made in Jerusalem that said, you know what, we're going to be that host for innovation and ecosystem and entrepreneurship in the city. And we're going to try and connect the dots. And the Jerusalem Development Authority, which is a government body that's a very unique position because uh, only Jerusalem has that kind of, uh, of body that really works to develop the city economically. It belongs to the Office of Jerusalem and Heritage. So it's directly from the government. It's not a municipal arm. So they decided to open two bodies, two organizations within JDA, which is Bio Jerusalem and JNEX, which are their high-tech arm and bio arm basically to help those startups develop in the city. So if we look at 2012 as a starting point, when we enter the ecosystem in 2017, we saw that the ecosystem almost doubled itself. And we really see, like we've done analysis on like the growth over years, and we've seen that the more active ecosystem players and the more roles they take in the ecosystem, the ecosystem flourishes more. And that kind of brings us to what we decided to do. So the research we did really showed us that there are a few challenges in the city. One of them, which is was a major, and I'm happy to say that today is, is actually one of the strengths of Jerusalem, was connectivity. And the CEOs of all these large tech companies or even medium tech companies didn't know each other. There was no forum where government people and academia people and, and tech people met. So we decided to pick up that glove and we started something that we call the Tech Forum. It meets twice a year and it has representatives like the CEOs of about 20 to 30 Jerusalem companies. And it's CEO only, it's C-level only. So we, we don't, we, nobody can send a replacement instead, which they try quite a lot because they're busy people. But we really insist that it's it's like the CEO, it's the founder that joins this, this meeting. The VC representatives, and we have quite a lot of VCs in the city today. We have 24 active VCs that are in Jerusalem, starting at seven. That's a really huge jump. So, I mean, there's our crowd, there's JVP, there's Pico Partners, there's Fresh Fund. There's all kinds of different VCs that are active today. We have government officials. So from the Jerusalem Development Authorities, but other relevant bodies and a lot of ecosystem players. So made in Jerusalem and philanthropic partners and people that really take part in the city. So connectivity has really been something that we promote a lot and we, the tech forum is one example, but we also have an HR forum that has been active now for three years. Uh, we did a CMO forum for a few years. Um, now it's less relevant because everything's online. So we felt like they get the answers online and we really focus on growing and strengthening the ecosystem from within, understanding what are the needs and how we can support those needs to allow the ecosystem to become stronger and more flourishing. 
So first of all, I understand that you signed and said, okay, we can add more value, right? So although there are different players here, you believe that there will be more value of adding another player. So this is one thing interesting that I'd love to hear your take on that. And then how to map the market that is currently there and how to see exactly the activities that you did. How did you learn that this is what the market still needs, still has a gap in? Um, great question. So I will say mapping is a key. <laughs> to everything that we do. Before we make any decisions, before we move in any strategic role, we always map the ground and see what exists and really try to understand where we can add value. Connectivity, for example, was a, a subject that was untapped at all. Like really no one was connected. And we realized that actually because we're nonprofit, non-biased, everything I said before, we hold this position that allows us to bring everyone together without having an agenda besides advancing the city, okay? And, and I think like a lot of people consider the government as having an agenda. Um, and that is one of the reasons that SNC does not take government money because we really like to be non-biased. We really like to be in this neutral position that allows us to choose what's the right direction. So that's one thing. Another area that we realized that was lacking was human capital. There is amazing talent coming from Jerusalem, Hebrew University, Bezalel, Azrieli College. There are so many like world-renowned institutions here, but after graduations, most of the students leave to Tel Aviv or to other places. And what we realize is that one of these options is actually to create more job opportunities in the city and to allow that talent to shine and to find its place in the city. Um, now that connects to other things that we do. We have a sister nonprofit called Scale Up Velocity that works with SNC to advance the human capital challenges in Israel and grow the talent. And we work all across Israel. But similar to what I said at the beginning that Jerusalem for us is a test bed, we actually started our human capital projects in Jerusalem, because it's a microcosmos of Israel, because of all the, the unique characteristics I described before. So we have two big programs that we operate. One of them is called the Adva program, where we work with three Haredi seminaries for young women and with the rabbinates, with the with teachers, we actually changed the curriculum from within and made it to be more industry fitting, with the industry. It's a project that we do with Google and a lot of the projects that we do, we do with the industry and very close connection. And that's another thing that very much defines the way we work. It sounds like you're bridging a gap trying to work with what already is happening in the city and coming as a partner of the existing players because you, in the end of the day, are trying to create change, but there's also a lot of history and just the way the city is divided, like in the cultural and socioeconomical sense. And it sounds challenging. I'm assuming it doesn't always go as planned, right? There's like big plans that come and like funding. And then there's people on the ground that might actually like the things used to work as before. It's never easy to create change, but we really work in a systematic way. I mean, the human capital programs that I described are now very successful. We just started our third cohort of an excellent team um, which I'll explain about in a sec. And we were just finishing our first cohort of the ADVA program, but it took two, three years to launch. 
and a lot of work with different people to convince them it's needed, to show them it could be kosher, to show them it will not change, you know, the way their societies work and to show the opportunity that we believe exists. Now, as I said, SNC works in the human capital area for a few years. We've done researches in the field. So we have a really strong research arm and data arm inside our organization. I'm sure you know Startup Nation Finder. So that's one of our big activities that we do. And we use that data to draw insights about the Israeli ecosystem. And when we realized there was a gap between the talent, the human capital that exists and the demand in the market, we understood that we could play a role in bridging that gap. And that's how Scale Up Velocity started. Inbal, I want us to focus a little bit more about the middle step. So you started with mapping the market, understanding what's happening in Jerusalem. Who are the players? Perfect. And then you shared with us so many different programs and partners and, and cool stuff that you're doing over there. And I want us to really stay a minute in the, in the in-between. Like from the moment you understand what is going on and have the, these thoughts of what you can do, I really want us to go back there and like practically understand what are the steps. For example, if I'm a city in Europe right now that decides that I want to build an ecosystem of innovation here in the city to, to push it forward, practically, what should I do? How do I map it? Who should I talk with? Like how to start creating these partners? If you can share more about that, I would think that would be really helpful. Definitely. So... It's a really big question because there's no one right way to do this mapping of the ecosystem. But we use very different models within SNC to basically map the ecosystem from the World Bank to the World Economic Forum to Babson. There's, there's all kinds of different models that exist out there. But most of them talk about very similar characteristics of our, the building blocks of the ecosystem. So I would say that would be a really good first step, identifying what exists, what's your starting point, who are the players, who are the academic institutions, who are the VCs, who are the, the key stakeholders in the city. You know, and again, take a model or take two models that you like to work with and start mapping your ecosystem, understanding what exists. There's also different levels of an ecosystem, like different stages of an ecosystem growth that they're in. So, you know, Tel Aviv is now, is now really blooming and obviously people are not thinking of what stage it is. But if you look at other ecosystems, you're like, well, so this is the, the early stages of the ecosystem. How do we activate it? How do we ignite more innovation? And in those models, you can see that, you know, bringing more accelerators to the city, Okay, venture creation plays a very big role, attracting more funds and funders to the city to play a meaningful role. So for example, Mass Challenge decided to set shop in Jerusalem. Um, it's a global accelerator that started in Boston, Massachusetts, um, and they decided to set their local Israeli branch here in Jerusalem. That was a major play for Jerusalem because five years ago, we're still in the early-ish days, Right, it's 2015, and suddenly 50 startups every year have Jerusalem as their home. Now, if a startup starts here, the chances of it staying here are much bigger. Wherever you start, the chances of, it start, of you staying there are much bigger. 
it's harder to leave a place than to move into a new place. Yeah. And now like moving us forward into the connecting part, like how do you start connecting the people? How do you start connecting between different organizations? Like practically, what do you do tomorrow to do that? We do all kinds of different things, but I will say that the main skill here or the main two skills are, are liking people and, and being able to listen and understand their needs and patience, <laughs> understanding that nothing will happen overnight. You know, the fact that we want to connect people does not mean that they want to be connected. And at first, when we wanted to connect, you know, more academia and industry, I don't think any of them, both of them did not fully understand why that was important. But now there's no question. Like, um, I'll take a project that we do, it's, it's called Jerusalem Where Tech Meets Design. Jerusalem Where Tech Meets Design is a, is a flagship project that SNC leads together with Mitzalel Academy of Arts and Design, Hebrew University of Jerusalem, Israeli College, New Spirit NGO, and the Jerusalem Development Authority. So all of those bodies connected together to lead this project. And the main goal is to create a nexus point between tech and design because we believe both worlds can actually enhance each other and create better tech companies using design. Now, a lot of people, when I say design, think of design as like making something beautiful. And we actually look at design as product design, good UX, website, but also design as planning, design thinking, which is something that's more common around the world. It's, it's starting here in Israel. Uh, we're actually doing a really interesting research today with Shinkav. So Shinkav and Bitalil are, are collaborating on this. And we're doing an interesting research to measure the value of design in tech. Jumping in, you talked about measuring the value um, about in a program you just mentioned. And I want to go back to measuring the value of your work because there are a lot of initiatives that we can talk about. And I'm amazed by the amount of things that you are doing. Inbal comes to the office, maybe your home office or the actual office. When you try to actually understand, look at the year ahead, look at the year before, how are you measuring your goals and the things that you're doing? Because it sounds like so much and so many big goals, right? You're trying to improve the economic situation of a city. It's a big thing to have on your shoulders. How do you bring that back to the ground? Um, okay, so we're actually, it sounds very big and it sounds very diverse but it's actually all connected into, into very specific goals that we have. So we really want to use Jerusalem as a model, as a case study of how to grow other ecosystems. So that's one thing that's been leading us for a few years and we're actually taking on uh, even a larger role in it in 2021, hoping to really model it and go to other cities um, around the country, helping them do the exact mapping and processes that we did in Jerusalem. So that's really one thing that's leading us. Um, and I think Jerusalem already is a model. We just need to, to, you know, kind of take that, all the practices and all the, the strategic interventions that we've done and move them into a system, into a model that can be replicable. So that's one thing. Another thing is what we like to call sectors of excellence. And in that mapping of Jerusalem, there's a theory that, you know, uh, Michael Porter and Richard Florida wrote many years ago about clusters. 
And the whole idea is the city needs to identify what are the strongest clusters in the city that can push the growth. And we took it more to the techie side of, of the clusters and we call it sectors of excellence. And it's really to identify what Jerusalem shines in and what are the key sectors that are already succeeding or you know about to bloom and that we can really advance. And I think that really connects to the mapping, but it also connects to our work plan. How do we measure it? We don't work in every field. We chose our fields very carefully. And in those fields, we do systematic work throughout many years. I mean, the HR Forum is an example. It's been active for three years now. We've built platforms in it. We have a forum in it. We developed excellent team, you know, and Adva, the human capital solutions. Everything is kind of around the same circles. So the sectors of excellence in Jerusalem are, for example, bio, life science, and health, which is one strong cluster. And then another one is more around technological solutions around AI, machine learning, data science. And we see there's about 80 companies in the city that are using those type of solutions. And that's, again, connecting very much to academia because Mobileye came out of of the Hebrew University. And once Mobilize set shop in Jerusalem and was acquired, Orcam, which is another unicorn that came out of Mobilize, started. And basically you really see the circles grow bigger and bigger. There's a ripple effect here. And today there's a very active community in the city called Jerusalem that's been active for two years now, have, has over 1,000 members. And in their conferences, they do a job fair bringing all these big companies to connect to the talent. So that's another one. And the last one is around the nexus between tech and design. Gaming enters into that. Um, Lightrix is a great example for that, how using image processing and creativity really inspires one of the, the greatest unicorns of Jerusalem today. So we really focus systematically on the sectors. And going back to your role, right? Because I think one of the things that is so unique about being a, a city ecosystem manager, again, there's a big, big uh, responsibility that comes with it because some things are not going to happen as planned because it's the city that has its own life. How does that tension come about in your work, right? There are so many things that you're doing and goals. Going back to the work plan is important, but then there are things that you're trying to change. Where does the measurement change along the way, if at all, when things don't go as planned just because the city has its own life? So, I mean, I think Corona time is, is a great example for, for kind of adjusting to, to uncertainty. We were planning to do a big global conference for Tech Meets Design in June 2020. Around February, we realized that won't be possible and already postponed to November. And around June, we realized November is not going to happen either. So we really had to pivot and we really had to think of what do we do instead Okay, because we want to keep that conversation going. And we're partnering now with a few different partners in the city to create a video campaign to highlight Jerusalem companies and the subject of tech and design around those subjects. So that's one thing, for example, that, you know, you have a work plan, you plan to do great things. But at the end of the day, reality hits and you have to adjust. You have to find the ways to keep relevant and to keep the conversation going you know, within the new reality. Not having a, a government budget is another one. You know, a lot of our activities are with the Jerusalem Development Authority. 
and and they don't have a running budget because they get their budget from the government for the last almost two years now. So a lot of our project that we do together had to be adjusted either to a smaller scale, either to be rethought, but similar things to that. Does the organization or do you yourself have any quantified goal? Is there a really a number that you're going after or is it general aims that you're pushing to create in the market? No, we, we definitely have numbers. We, as an organization, we use the OKR system to set our work plan and, and objectives. So everything is quantifiable. I mean, I'm not going to give... You know, number of examples here because I think it's less relevant, but we definitely measure ourselves. And every year we also have specific goals for what we want to achieve that year. So some of the years, you know, we're looking to grow more communities in the city, for example, this year. So we really want to, we wanted to advance professional development. We had an intern last summer that did a, a research for us and it showed that there was really a lack of professional development opportunities in Jerusalem for people in the tech world already, okay? So for employees, if I'm a marketing professional and I want to learn new skills, I have to go to Tel Aviv. And we really put, you know, our efforts this year in supporting communities that grow their members professionally. So we're doing now a collaboration with the gaming community. It's called Make Games JLM. And they're doing five online courses for designers and engineers to learn cross skills. So how to program computer games and how to design them. And for us, that's the next step. It's building this talent, not only when they come out of university, but also when they're already working in the tech force. We're supporting another great community in the city called FemJLM, which is the women in tech community of Jerusalem. And they're now doing a mentorship program to help women in tech roles advance from junior positions to senior positions. So again, it's very systematic. We really want to see a difference in the tech world of more people taking more responsibility, more leadership roles in the city, and eventually growing more positions and attracting more companies to the city. I'm curious about something that you described earlier, and it connects to also the ability to constantly create all these programs and new initiatives. There's a lot of skills needed at a position of your kind. Where do you learn all these new tools and where do you go to consult when you have a question? There are a lot of new challenges that you're facing. And I don't know if there is a forum that exists today for um, city ecosystem managers. Is there a place that you can actually go and ask questions when you face a challenge? So at SNC, we have a forum for regional ecosystem managers. So that will be my group of peers where I have a question, I come, I consult, with people that are doing similar positions to me um, across the country. And we don't meet that much, but we do have a conversation going between all of them. We meet about two, three times a year. Um, and that is led by our community development department at SNC, and I'm part of it. I also read a lot. I listen to podcasts. I listen to books. I go to, the, to a lot of events in normal days. Obviously, today, uh, I go to a lot of online meetups, but we have a happy hour once a month in the Jerusalem ecosystem. There's always a keynote speaker that talks about communities, about development, sometimes about ecosystems. 
I just downloaded the, the new Brad Feld book, which is called uh, The Startup Community Way. And he also wrote a whole book about developing ecosystems. I will say that a lot of the knowledge today is, is academic. And I think now we see more and more people writing in it, writing about the subject of ecosystems from a more tech perspective. But I started learning about communities, you know, when communities were not connected to tech at all, when it was like grassroots communities trying to do social impact initiatives in cities. So a lot of my basic knowledge comes from there. And a lot of what I do today is, you know, translating that knowledge and those skills into the tech world. So we could actually go on for hours, but we're about to wrap up. And we'd love to ask you, One more question, and if this could be about the future, right? Where do you see the ecosystem manager role evolving? So not just in SNC, but in the general world of this profession. I really think that every city needs an ecosystem manager. SNC holds a unique position, you know, in in Israel and was able to, to test that in Jerusalem. And I don't think, you know, SNC will start putting ecosystem managers all over Israel, because that, again, that's not what we do. Jerusalem is a case study for us. Um, Also, as the ecosystem development, we want to use that to advance other cities. But I think every city needs to identify that non-biased body that is able to convene people and bring people together and start thinking of it in a systematic way of what kind of interventions can we do to grow our city. One story that I really like that maybe I can end with about Jerusalem, um, there's a story about Zusha. It's a very Jewish story. Uh, So Rabbi Zusha is like on his deathbed and all of his disciplines are around him and he's very nervous. And they're all asking him like, Rabbi Zusha, you're such a great rabbi. Why are, you, why are you afraid about it? Are you afraid to die? And he says, no, I'm not afraid to die. I'm not afraid that when I will meet, you know, God Almighty, he will say to me, why were you not more like Moshe Rabbeinu? Because Moshe Rabbeinu, I am not. And he said, and I'm also not afraid that he'll ask me, why was I not more like King David? Because there was only one King David. But I'm afraid he'll ask me why I wasn't more like Zusha. Because to that, I don't have a good answer. And I think that, like, in an essence, is also like what we're trying to do with Jerusalem. We're not trying to be Tel Aviv. We're not trying to be Silicon Valley. Every city needs to identify what makes them unique and take that and and use that as their leverage. Because you can't keep on comparing yourself to other cities. It's good to have competition. It's good to have what to aspire to. But the real secret, I think, is understanding what your strengths are and taking them to the next level and understanding how you can brand your city and grow your city around those what we call today sectors of excellence. I agree in general, like the power of being unique and then letting it shine. So I didn't think of putting it on an ecosystem, but I love the fact that you're thinking about it. We're going to end with super quick fire questions. Are you ready for this? I will try. Okay. <laughs> First, one book that changed your life. I really enjoyed recently reading Becoming for Michelle Obama. And I really like that she brought, that's it. That was my answer. (laughs) Who is a big inspiration for you in the ecosystem world right now? I mentioned uh, Brad Feld 
And I think he's really leading. He's a multidisciplinary person, which I really like. I believe in being multidisciplinary. And he's both an investor. He's very generous with his time. He's very creative. I really like that. Last but not least, one tip you wish you knew when entering this field, which will help people going into it now. It doesn't matter where you start. It only matters where you want to go and that you take that first step in that direction. What a way to end. Boom. Boom. Chakalaka boom. <laughs> Thank you, Imbal. <laughs> Super interesting and great to have you. Um, very, very, very inspirational, I think, for any other people looking to do something similar in cities around the world, right? Yep. This is uh, innovative in a lot of different ways. It's been a true pleasure. I love having another Imbal on the show. I think we should do this more often. Really my pleasure. Really fun.